Odie salus domui uic facta est. Today salvation has come to this house. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We celebrate today the anniversary of the dedication of the Cathedral of the Diocese of Meath in Bolingar. And one of the first things that strikes me, anyway, about the Mass of the dedication of the church that we celebrate today is the collect that's used. The collect says, Deus qui nobis per singulos annos uius sancti templi tui consecrationis reparas diem. O God, who dost renew for us every year the day of the consecration of this holy temple of thine. This holy temple of thine. But we're not in the cathedral, but even so, we're saying the consecration of this holy temple of thine. It's as though in celebrating this Mass, we are in the cathedral. And that's true in a certain sense. In November, we'll celebrate the dedication of the Lateran Basilica, which is the cathedral of the Diocese of Rome, and is thus the Mater et Caput, the mother and head of all the churches of the world. Because the Bishop of Rome is the pastor of the Universal Church, his cathedral is, in some sense, everyone's church. And all of us, whenever we celebrate the Holy Mass, are united with the Roman Pontiff and are spiritually present there in his cathedral church. And so, too, the diocesan cathedral is the head of all the churches in our diocese. And as members of the church in that diocese, every time that we are present at Holy Mass, the bishop is named. We are spiritually united with him in the offering of the Holy Sacrifice. And we could say that we are spiritually present in the cathedral. In going into any church or chapel here in the diocese, we are spiritually entering into the cathedral church, we could say. And so we are spiritually today in the cathedral, thanking God for renewing for us the, the day of the consecration of this holy temple of his. Then we could ask, why do we celebrate the anniversary of dedications of churches at all. We don't typically make a big deal out of the anniversary of the dedication of other buildings, but we celebrate with great solemnity the anniversary of the dedication of a church, because in the church's sacramental view of reality, the church is much more than a building, however splendid it might be. The church building is a sacrament, with a lowercase s, that is it's a sacred sign that points beyond itself to a supernatural reality, and which at the same time already makes present that reality. And the reality to which every church building points is nothing less than the consummation of all human history, the New Jerusalem. It's this that we heard about in the epistle of today's Mass, an epistle taken from the very final chapter of the Bible, the climax of the entire story, Ece, tabernaculum dei cumominibus. Behold, the tabernacle of God with men. This is what all of human history has been aiming at since the beginning. God created the world in Genesis to be a holy temple in which he would dwell with man and in which man would offer him worship, but which through man's pride ceased to be that as man was driven out of paradise and sin took over the world. And all of God's dealings with man throughout the history of salvation are an attempt to restore that temple which he intended to build. 
when God liberates Israel from Egypt, it's so that they can go and worship him and that he can make his dwelling among them. First in the tabernacle in the wilderness and then in the temple of Solomon in Jerusalem. And the high point of all of God's dealings with men is the incarnation of his son. The coming among us of the true and perfect temple in whom the perfect sacrifice can be offered. And after our Lord's death and resurrection and glorification, all that remains is for mankind to be built into his temple, his mystical body, the church. This is what history is now working its way towards. And when the temple is complete at the end of time, and when the final stones are fitted into the structure, then God will be all in all, as St. Paul says. But until then, the church buildings in which we worship make present under the sacramental veils the reality that all of creation is longing for, that all of creation is striving for. All of this is involved when the church dedicates a building to be the Domus Dei, the house of God. And this is why the gradual that we sang a few minutes ago tells us that the dedicated church is an inestimabile sacramentum, a sacred mystery beyond all estimation. But in the midst of this amazing celestial vision that opens before us in the mass of the dedication of a church, we come to the gospel, which might surprise us. It might startle us. We might think that for the mass of the dedication of a church, the church would have chosen the gospel of the presentation of our Lord in the temple, or perhaps the finding of our Lord in the temple would have been very fitting. Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Or we might expect our Lord cleansing the temple, saying, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Or we might think that one would have chosen our Lord's words to St. Peter in Matthew 16, upon this rock I shall build my church. These would all have been fitting texts to choose for the gospel of the dedication of a church. Instead, we find our Lord walking through Jericho and encountering Zacchaeus, the short, despised, but penitent publican. Why of all gospel texts is this one chosen for the dedication of a church? It's clear when we look at the text closely that the words that the church wants to jump out at us are in domo tua oportet me manere in thy house I must abide and salus domui uic facta es salvation has come to this house we have the house of God we have the house of Zacchaeus but what the choice of this gospel tells us is the amazing news that the house of a sinner can become the house of God because the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. And that sinners, no matter how far from God they might seem to be, are offered a place in the awesome temple which he is constructing for himself. Rather, that their houses can become his house. That each of them can become his temple. Because this is what the Lord says to each of us when he comes to us in Holy Communion. In domo tua portet me manere. Sinners though we are. And so what the story of Zacchaeus shows us is that the building of a church, the dedication of a church, is an invitation never to despair of the mercy of God. 
The church is a place where the publican can come before God and be welcomed in his humility. The church is, in fact, a place where, as the college goes on to tell us, every prayer is answered. Grant that whoever enters this temple to ask for benefits may rejoice to have received everything. The church is the place of mercy, the place where God's benefits are constantly on offer for his people to come to him there. This is what we hear in the words of King Solomon and the great prayer of dedication of the temple in 3 Kings. He recounts all of the situations in which Israel might find itself in need, coming to the temple to receive timely help from God. And the same promise will be held out to us in the communion antiphon of today's Mass. In the church, in the presence of God, we can be confident that our prayers are heard and that, they are, that our prayers are mercifully answered. And so even though we here in this place may not have the splendor of the diocesan cathedral, we may not have even the splendor of a dedicated abbey church, nonetheless, we have among us the true temple, the body of Christ, made present under the sacramental veils. The one who comes to save what was lost. The one who promises that when we approach in his name, we will obtain all that we ask. And so let us, with Zacchaeus, welcome him with joy into our home, confident that he who deigns to make his dwelling among us will hear all of our petitions and will say to us, as he said in the epistle, Eche, Nova Pacio Omnia. Behold, I make all things new. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy